Welcome to the IC Made On podcast. We are so glad that you've chosen to listen online. If you would like to know more about who we are, why we exist, our service times and location, or how you can get involved, then check out our website at icmadeon.com. We hope you enjoy the message today. Good morning, IC Maidon. I'm so honored to be here, especially uh, while Pastor Chris and Pastor Carrie are back in the States in Alabama. And uh, I'm honored to be here with you this morning. And, uh, and actually, I'm grateful to be here with you this morning. In fact, I'm grateful to be anywhere this morning. This past week, I attended a life group, <laughs> Lena's life group. It's an exercise life group. It's the life group that kills. And I, I survived Lena's life group. And then on Friday, I was taken to Funland and uh, where there was all of these wonderful rides, which I do not ride rides. <laughs> and so I walked around and I watched them ride rides. And then I got to thinking about my two grandsons. And last Sunday, I talked about facing your fears. And so I decided I would get on T-Rex, which is a ride, and face my fear. I have a picture, uh, just one picture. There I am. I, I, I don't know if I'm really facing it with my eyes closed or not, but I survived T-Rex. So I'm glad to be here with you this morning at Icy Maidon. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I bring that up because, oh, Pastor Adam had a blast. Yes. I think he was happy that he thought I was going to die. No, I was But I'm excited about it. And the reason I share this is because, again, this morning, I want to talk about uh, our relationship with Holy Spirit. And I realize that it can be like riding T-Rex for some of us. You, you've not heard much about him or what you've heard maybe was misinformation. And so it can cause a lot of apprehension and anxiety. And uh, I just want to say again that I believe that, uh, that we are sharing this series that God would have us because he wants us to face our fear and open our life up to this wonderful friend the Holy Spirit. Jesus first introduced him to us, and we've been using this verse kind of a foundation. John chapter 14 and verse 16, where Jesus said, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper. How does he help us? He comforts us. He's our advocate, our intercessor, our counselor, our strengthener, our standby. To be with you forever. Now, this was a promise from God. Jesus was leaving this earth, and he said, said I want to give you someone to help you because we would need help. Last week, we talked about it's an inside job that he wants to live in us and yet live his life through us. And this morning, I just want to talk about the promise of the Holy Spirit and what the promise of the Holy, Holy Spirit means in our lives. Jesus said it again in John chapter 16 and verse 13. He said, when the Holy Spirit comes, he shall guide you. He will tell you about the future. 
In other words, he doesn't want us to live our lives in the dark and just try to make it through life on our own. Serving Jesus is not just about eternity, but it's about experiencing the presence and the promise and the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. In fact, God said it this way in, in, in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. He said, but it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have it entered into the heart of man the things God has prepared for those who love him. And most, most people stop right there. But it doesn't stop. It says, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. In other words, this helper, this comforter, this guide, this counselor is given to us so that we can know the things that God has prepared for every one of us to experience, not in only in eternity, but right now in this life. That God wants to guide you, that he has great things planned for our lives, and he wants us to experience those things while we're alive on this planet. In fact, Jesus went on, and just before he left this earth, he was talking to his disciples. And this is what he said to them in Luke chapter 24 and verse 49. He said, and now I will send the Holy Spirit just as my Father but stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. And we talked about this power last week. But here Jesus is saying, don't leave. In other words, he was saying, don't try to do anything in your own power. Don't go to work in your own power. Don't go to the grocery store in your own power. Don't try to go to life group in your own power. Don't even come to church in your own power. But let the power of the Holy Spirit fill you every day of your life. The first week I gave you a phrase. And I want to give it to you again today. Something to say to Holy Spirit every day of your life. And this is the phrase. Holy Spirit, if you don't, I can. Let's all say that together. Holy Spirit, if you don't, I can. I don't want to leave home without you. If you don't help me today, if you don't guide me today, if you don't strengthen me today, I can't fulfill my purpose and make a difference the the way God planned for me to do. And then last week we talked about asking him three questions. Every day, no matter where you are, no matter who you're with, stop inside and ask him these three questions. Holy Spirit, why am I here? Who am I here for? And what do they need from me? Say those three out loud with me. Number one, why am I here? Who am I here for? And what do they need from me? It means just walking every day realizing we need the presence, the power, the leadership, the guidance 
of the Holy Spirit so that we can live out the life that God has for us. And God wants to use us. He wants to live his life through us everywhere we go and with the people that we're around. Well, I want to give you another phrase. And it's a phrase that I added to these phrases in my life about 12 years ago, 10 years ago, when the Holy Spirit began to, to show me how he wanted to live his life through me. And, and I want to challenge you to add this phrase. And, and if, you're, if you're following along on the notes on you version, you'll find it there. And this is what it says. Holy Spirit, come. Lift me out of myself into that other self that is greater than myself. Now listen, this is not some strange thing. It just simply means, Holy Spirit, I want you to come and lift my life into a realm of thinking, into a realm of speaking, into a realm of living that's greater than what I could do on my own Lift me into that other self that is greater than myself so that I can experience and become and be everything that you have planned for me to be. Back in 2006, me and my wife had, had, uh, had paid off some bills that we had been paying as our children were growing up. And we realized that we were going to have extra money every every month in our life and so we were praying about how we could invest that money for our future and like we do every year in January we take 21 days to fast and pray and what we were thinking about was investing in the stock market we had a lot of friends that did that and we invest on a small scale in our in our future in the stock market but we were going to have this extra money, and we thought, what a great way. So we began praying during these 21 days, lead us and guide us where to invest and who to, who to talk to and what stocks to invest in. And during that time, my wife said that she felt Holy Spirit impressed her that we should not invest any more money in the stock market than we were already investing. So we began to pray more. And as we prayed, she said again, she said, I feel like we ought to put all of this extra money into our house payment and pay more house payments so that we can pay our house off sooner. So we kept praying and we both felt this was something we should do. Now, we, we're not smart. We don't understand the economy like some people do and so we just began in paying double house payments and, and instead of vest, investing that money in the stock market. We did that for two years. And you can look back in history and discover that in 2008, in the fall of 2008, our economy plummeted. The stock market fell. Many of our friends lost hundreds of thousands of dollars. People all over our nation lost all of their retirement. We lost some money, but all that money we would have been putting in the stock market, we had put into our house, and instead of losing that money, we were able to pay our house off 
seven years earlier, and it even freed us up more instead of us suffering financially. Now, listen to me. We're not that smart. We're, we, we could have never figured that out on our own. But because we simply listened to the Holy Spirit, we sat one day as we watched the news, and that's when God gave me that phrase. I began to understand he had come and he had lifted us out of ourselves into another self that was greater than ourself. And he had guided us and protected us and helped us prepare for our future. Why, because of that moment back in 2006, I was able last year to leave my church, and now because we didn't lose our money, I'm able to travel the world and be here with you today spending time at IC Maidon. Amen. Can we give God this morning? You see, you see, words have the power and the ability to help us understand. But if we don't understand the words, we will misunderstand the message. So years ago, about five years ago, I was invited to come and speak to a bunch of young people, about 50 young people for a week. It was the first time I'd done that. Now I've been doing that every year since then. But it was the first year that I had I had done it, and, and I was kind of awkward about it, and I, I don't usually preach to young people just uh, as young people themselves. And So when I got there, I got up and I preached my very first message, and a young man walked up to me and he said, that was the sickest sermon I've ever heard in my life. I said, well, I'm so sorry. I, I, I worked hard on it. He said, no. He said, he said, you're the baddest preacher I've ever heard. I said, well, I'm so sorry. I said, I did my best. I, I did it. He said, no. He said, the sermon was great. He said, I mean, he, I mean you're the goodest preacher. I've. I said, well, why didn't you say that? You see, they have a language. They know what they meant, but I didn't know what those words meant. Well, there are some words that are used in the Bible that talk about our relationship with Holy Spirit. That if we understand the words can open up a whole new world. But if we don't understand the words, they could cause us to miss what God has for us. The first word that we find is the word baptize. And, and, and that word baptize means to overwhelm. It means to plunge into. Now the word overwhelm, if, if we think of that word overwhelm, probably every one of, an, of us, it brings up like baddest preacher. We think overwhelm is a bad word. Like we're overwhelmed with life. Or we're overwhelmed on our job. We, we have so much responsibility. Or, or we're overwhelmed with our kids trying to raise them. Life can be overwhelming. So that word overwhelm is a bad word. But this word baptized, this word overwhelm does not mean that. In fact, Jesus used it in the book of Acts 
chapter number 1, verse 4 and 5, when, when he was talking to his disciples. And here's what he said. Once when he was eating with them, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised, as I told you before. And then he said it. John baptized with water, but in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. You'll be overwhelmed with this breath of God, with this presence of God in your life. Now, now, well, what he means with baptize is, is in other words, uh, at my home, uh, in, in Alabama, during the summer months, I, I have a big yard, and I do all of my own yard work. I mow grass, and I trim the trees, and, and I cut weeds in our yard, and it, I do it every Saturday throughout the summer, and it usually takes me all day on Saturday, and it's hot, and I'm sweating, and I'm getting overwhelmed in the bad way and every every little while my wife will walk out in the heat and she'll bring me a bottle of cold water I'll drink some of it and I'll pour some of it over my head because it's so hot and the longer I work and the hotter it is the more overwhelmed I get but when I finish and I am wet from head to toe not just from the water, but from the heat. I'll walk into my backyard where I have a swimming pool. I won't even take off my clothes. I will jump off the diving board into my swimming pool. And even though it's hot outside, my body is so hot, when I hit that water, it is cold. And I go all the way to the and I swim underwater all the way to the shallow end of that pool. Now, I was overwhelmed by the heat and the work when I dove in that pool. But once I hit that pool, I was overwhelmed in a different way. I come up out of that water. That water has taken my breath. I come up out of that water. <laughs> and though I may be gasping for air, it is so refreshing. It is wonderful. It is liberating. It's overwhelming in a good way. What all of my drinking and pouring couldn't do, when I dive in that pool, I'm baptized into that pool. And I'm overwhelmed. God never intended you and I to let life overwhelm us in a bad way. And life can do that. When you're raising your children, when you're working your job, when the economy goes bad, when life takes uncertain terms, you can get overwhelmed in a bad way. But Jesus said, I'll baptize you. I'll overwhelm you with the presence of the Holy Spirit. I will, I will liberate you and bring freedom to your life. And it will be an overwhelming that is wonderful, not something weird. God wants you and I to have some supernatural moments in the presence of the Holy Spirit that bring liberation in our life. Some overwhelming, wonderful moments that are something we couldn't do on our own that suddenly lifts the 
the overwhelming moments of life that liberates us, that brings joy, that takes our breath away in a good way to where we stand back and know this is God. This is the comforter. This is the strengthener. This is the helper that's helping me in my life. I challenge you, God wants you to have some moments like that. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20 says it like this. It says, now to him who's able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work in us. In other words, God says, I want to blow your mind in a good way. I, more than you could ever imagine. More than you could ever think to ask for. I want you to enjoy some experiences in life. And it happens according to the power of the Holy Spirit that lives within us. The second word that, that we find in the Bible that talks about our relationship with Holy Spirit is the word fill, F-I-L-L. And that word fill means to satisfy. It means to complete, to fill up what is missing in our life. The Bible says it like this. We see it used in the book of Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 18 where, where the Bible says, don't be drunk because that will ruin your life. Now let me stop there. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. The word drunk means to be, to be stimulated by. It means to be motivated by. In other words, he's saying don't, don't look to something outside of you to stimulate and motivate when, when, when you have this empty feeling, this, this void feeling, and every one of us have that in our life. We live in a world that, that, that can take things out of us, that can leave us with that aching feeling inside. Everyone in this room has experienced it. Where you feel so empty, so alone, so void, so incomplete. And in those moments, you and I will be tempted to look to something outside of ourselves. And it may not be wine. It may be a click of a button for an image on a computer. Because we're thirsting and it's aching and we feel so empty. We want something to fill that place in our some people look to relationships to fill that void in their life. Or maybe to their education. If I, if I can just get this degree, if I can just get this job, if I can just make this salary, and we're grasping. But notice what it said. Anything else that you look to to fill that void, it will only ruin Instead of stimulating our lives, we'll become addicted to things in our life. Relationships will disappoint you. Once you get the degree, you'll find that empty place again. 
And so God says, God says, don't look to other things and to motivate you in those empty moments, but instead be filled. Let the Holy Spirit fill and motivate and stimulate your life because instead of ruining your life, he will empower you to accomplish the things that God wants you to accomplish in your life. In fact, if you're here today and you've been experiencing some of those struggles in your life, maybe, maybe you have some of those struggles. You have looked to other things and they've left you emptier than before. Maybe some of those things have become addictive in your life and you're struggling today. Well, here's, here's what the Bible says about how the Holy Spirit can fill that void and break that power in your life. In Galatians 5 and verse 16, the Bible says this. As you yield freely and fully to the dynamic life and power of the Holy Spirit, you will abandon the cravings of your self-life. In other words, the things that you reached out for that have let you down, if you'll open your life to the Holy Spirit, if you will allow him to fill those places, then he'll help you overcome those empty feelings in your life that lead us away from God. The Holy Spirit will lead us to God. The final word is the word used by Jesus. The word is receive. Everybody say that word out loud with me. Receive. Now this changes everything because, because this word receive means to welcome. This word, this word really puts the responsibility on me to receive, to welcome Holy Spirit in my life. When you walked in, I see Maidon this morning. Someone was standing at the front door. They opened the door for you. They, they welcomed you in. That's why we're here today at I see Maidon because, because it's one of our phrases here. Welcome home. Everybody say that with me. Welcome home. And here Jesus said to his disciples one day in John chapter 20, verse 21 and 22. Jesus said to them, peace to you. My father sent me. Now I am sending you in the same way. And then watch this. And then it says, when he had said this, he breathed on them and said, Say it out loud with me. Receive the Holy Spirit. Welcome the Holy Spirit. Don't resist him. Don't be afraid of him. But invite him. Make him welcome. Open your life to him. I, I, I experienced this about four years ago. Um, me and my wife... Uh, when, when we first met, we dated for three years. And then four years ago, we had been married 32 years. So we had spent about 35 years together and eating out in restaurants. And my wife loves guacamole. Oh, uh, anybody here like guacamole? Yeah? Yeah, I, 
up until four years ago, I hated guacamole. In fact, for 35 years, my wife would beg me to eat guacamole. And I never would. I hated it. Now, understand, I had never tried guacamole. You say, how do you know you hated guacamole? Have you ever seen guacamole? I knew I hated it because of the way it looked. It reminded me of something in the diaper of my children. <laughs> it would, my wife would beg me. I would, I'm not putting that in my mouth. In fact, in fact, I hated avocado. I hate, how many of you love avocado? Yeah. I do now, but four years ago, I hated it. Now, I had never tasted avocado. But I knew I hated avocado because guacamole was made out of avocado. And if I hated guacamole, then I knew I hated avocado. Though I had never tried either one of them. Four years ago, a friend of mine who lived in Ecuador had an emergency in his life. And he needed me to come to Ecuador. So I flew to Ecuador and he picked me up at the airport. And we had to drive for three hours. And for three hours he was opening his heart to me, sharing this struggle, talking to me and asking for my guidance. And, and really he did all the talking for three solid hours, he never quit talking. And I was wanting to be a good pastor, so I listened. And after three hours, we pulled into a restaurant. We walked into the restaurant. We sat down at the table. He keeps talking. They put a menu on the table, and the menu was in Spanish. I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> kind of like Maidan menu. Well, he keeps talking. The waitress walks up. He, he says something to her in Spanish. And then they look at me. And I didn't want to stop him. So I said, I'll have what you're having. He keeps talking. He keeps talking. Suddenly they come and they set a bowl of soup in front of me. And right in the middle of that soup, was a big slice of avocado. For the first time in over three hours, he shut up. He looks at me. He says, what's wrong? I guess he could see it on my face. I said, I don't eat avocado. He said, Frankie, this is the traditional soup in Ecuador. You come here all the time. You have families from your church living in Ecuador. You have to eat the soup. So like T-Rex, I took the avocado out, put it on a plate. I cut into it. I put it in my mouth. And I fell in love with avocado. <laughs> In fact, all that week, I kept eating avocado. I called my wife. I said, baby, you're not going to believe it. I love avocado. 
I said, baby, when I get home, bring on the guacamole. And when I got home, she did. And I fell in love with guacamole. In fact, now for four years, we make guacamole together. We eat guacamole together. It's changed our whole relationship. <laughs> I had to open my life up and receive. Maybe, maybe like avocado, you've never really opened your life to Holy Spirit. Maybe because people you saw that did looked like guacamole. <laughs> because of something you saw, you didn't want that in your life. And because Holy Spirit was connected to that, you've never opened your life to him. But Jesus said, receive. Last week we talked about the wind. I, I, like, I like to make sure I'm opening my life to Holy Spirit. So sometimes I will just go, I receive you Holy Spirit into my life. What a difference it makes in your relationship with God. I believe some of you today, you, you have served God a long time. But God is challenging you to throw your heart and life open without limitation, without saying, Holy Spirit, only so far in my life, but without restriction. Open your life and welcome Holy Spirit to do in you and through you whatever God wants to do. It's going to change your life even more than guacamole changed mine. But I also understand some of you are here and you have that aching, empty feeling inside of you because you have never invited Jesus into your life. You're a sinner. You've struggled and tried to fill the void of your life your own way. And if you'd be honest, it's ruining your life. That's why you're here today. Because God wants to fill that empty place. And change your life forever. I want to give you an opportunity to do that today. So I'm going to ask everyone in this room, if you will, to bow your head and close your eyes. God has a great design for your life. But you'll never know it until you open your life to the designer. Today, if you'd like to ask Jesus to forgive you of your sin. If you would like to ask him to rescue you from the ruin that you've brought into your own life. Today, if you would like to 
welcome the Holy Spirit to live inside of you. Then in just a moment, I'm going to count to three. And when I do, if that's your choice, if that's your decision, when I say three, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. Left to right, front to back. One, two, three. Put your hand up. God bless you, sir. God bless you, sir. God bless you, sir. God bless you, sir. God bless you, ma'am. God bless you, sir. God bless you, ma'am. God bless you, sir. God sees your hand. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, I want everyone to put your hands down. And I'm going to ask everyone in the room to do something today. I'm going to ask you to take both of your hands. Just turn your palms up toward the ceiling and just... Just open your hands and lay them on your lap right now, on your legs. Just as a way of saying, God, I open my life today to you. I open my life to you, Holy Spirit. And I welcome you. And those of you that raised your hand, I want to lead you in a prayer. And in fact, I'm going to ask everyone in the room, if you will, to join me in this prayer. If you'll just say it out loud with me right now. Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sin. I believe Jesus died for me. Jesus, I ask you to save me. Holy Spirit, I welcome you to come into my life. I give my life to you. Use me. Father, thank you for loving me. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen.